Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Bitcoin Blueprint Podcast with your host, Stefan Zimmerman. Now, thank you so much for tuning in today and joining us for episode two of the podcast. Hopefully you were able to listen to podcast episode number one, where I started from the beginning and we talked about why Bitcoin was founded in the first place. What problems does it solve? and who Satoshi Nakamoto is. So if you haven't checked out that episode, I recommend you do. Because in this episode, what we'll be doing is we'll be taking a look more at the technological aspect of Bitcoin, namely discussing how it works a bit and looking under the hood of the different technological components that come into play in Bitcoin. Now, of course, Bitcoin's a very technical technology. There's a lot of different components to it and you can really of course go into the weeds and go down the rabbit hole for hours and hours on end if you really want to learn the intricacies of, you know, what how each technology works and and what its exact role is within Bitcoin. And I mean partially of course that's the goal of this podcast, but what I want to do is I want to provide a broader overview of the most important technological components in Bitcoin and give you a broad overview of how they work, what they are, and how they come into play into Bitcoin. Because again, I want it to be accessible to everybody and I want to break it down in a way that's easy for everybody to understand. So how I'm going to structure this episode is I'm actually going to break it down into the four, what I would call the four horsemen of the or the four technological pillars of Bitcoin, in my opinion, and that's blockchain technology, cryptography, decentralization or the peer-to-peer network and mining. To me, these are the most important technological concepts to grasp. And then from there, I think you have a very, very good foundation of understanding overall how Bitcoin works. So without further ado, let's dig into it. So the first technological concept that we'll be discussing is blockchain or blockchain technology. Now, I'm sure you've heard this before as it's definitely one of those buzzword technologies like AI or like VR. You know, it's, it's just one of those things that people say and, and um, have talked about. Um, but oftentimes people don't really know exactly how it works and what it means. And so that's kind of what I want to break down with the first component is what's a blockchain. And essentially... A blockchain is really just a digital ledger. I mean, me asking what's a ledger. Well, essentially, a ledger is a record or a database that chronicles and organizes transactions or data entries. Now, before we had the internet or before we had technology, this was often done physically, right? So people had to actually physically write down these entries and also store them physically, whether those that be on paper, notebook, whatever, you know, system that people use to store this information. But I mean, you have to be reminded that the internet is, is something that's only been around for about, you know, or mass used for about 20 to 30 years. And so this idea of ledgers and, and keeping track of financial data and transactions really extends back through most of history. And so that's what really blockchain technology seeks to innovate on, right? How can we have a ledger um, 
take that one step further, right? So we have the physical ledger. Now we have a digital ledger. And a digital ledger is essentially just an electronic database where information is stored. And that's how data is largely stored nowadays as well, right? If you think of, you know, financial transactions, whether that be on a bank or otherwise, nowadays not many or very few people are storing this type of data physically, pen and paper, um, on a notebook. And so we've definitely seen that innovation, right? We've seen the ledgers being transferred from more traditional physical ledgers now to the digital world and where banks and other corporations who need a ledger to store data are able to do so digitally. Now, that's kind of ledgers and physical versus digital ledgers, right? I won't get into too much detail on the history or anything like that, but it's just important to understand those concepts of, of what a ledger is, really what's the purpose of a ledger, and how we've gone from physical ledgers, which were used to be stored more physically in the form of paper or, or whatever that may be, to now digital ledgers, which are you know stored electronically. So taking that a step further, what blockchain technology seeks to do is it seeks to create a decentralized digital ledger, right? So digital ledgers, most of the days now, are stored um, in databases, you know, whether that be, well, let's use the example of a bank, right? Your bank keeps a record of all of your transactions and the other transactions of people who are using that bank. But that database or that ledger is stored within the bank's, you know, centralized system, whatever that may be. But it's not shared collectively amongst its participants. And it's only a few people or an organization or whatever it may be that really has access over this ledger and can have visibility into it. And so the idea behind blockchain technology is to create a decentralized digital ledger that chronicles these transactions um, across multiple computers in a way that ensures that each transaction is transparent and immutable. Now, let's unpack that a little bit more, right? What does that actually mean? Um, and the way to view it simply is when you have a centralized database or a centralized ledger, that information is being managed by a group or by people. And there's no way for its participants or, or people who are involved on the ledgers whose financial data or transactions are actually included on this ledger to have oversight over this. It's not widely distributed or verifiable. And so what blockchain really wants to do is it takes like, okay, how can we take this ledger concept and make it more accessible and transparent to everybody? So now everybody can have a copy of the ledger can see and verify their own transactions and balances and can also see in general, um, you know, what the status of the ledgers are. And that's the first innovation that blockchain technology provides, transparency. Now, the second added benefit or the second main benefit that blockchain technology provides is immutability. Now, what is immutability mean and this is more so where blockchain technology gets its name from because you think okay blockchain it's it's a digital ledger but what, what does it actually mean and one of the main distinguishing features from blockchain technology and what separates it from a digital ledger is that each new entry to the ledger has to be connected to the previous entries 
And this creates a chain of history, which is connected to the previous block. Again, so each new block, each new entry in the digital ledger has to be connected to the previous block in the blockchain. And where the term immutability comes from is what it means is it's very hard to tamper with or change. So in order to change the previous history, it requires global consensus and it's very difficult to do. So it creates a more honest and transparent system because one, you have distributed ledgers and, and different people can download and verify the state of the ledger and it's immutable, meaning it's hard to change or tamper with. And so those are the main concepts that I want you to understand when it comes to blockchain technology. Now, it's not an easy technology to understand and grasp, and, and we can go into more detail on this in future episodes. But the important things to understand is that the innovation here lies in going from a digital ledger to a blockchain. And the main two benefits that this innovation provides is that one, it makes it more transparent and verifiable for everybody in the system. And two, it creates immutability. So it creates a chain of history that is difficult to erase or tamper with, creating a more honest, open and transparent system. All right, so that's the first pillar that I want you to understand, and hopefully that made sense a bit, that explanation. Now, the next pillar that I want you to understand and why it's important to Bitcoin is cryptography. Now, what is cryptography? And in essence, cryptography is the art and science of encoding and decoding information to protect it from unauthorized access or to make it readable once more after being obscured. Now, cryptography actually goes as far back to our ancient roots where they used it to disguise messages from unintended recipients. And the history of it is actually very cool, but I won't get into that in this episode. But Today, of course, it's evolved to be a lot more intricate. And whereas today's cryptography employs complex mathematical algorithms to both secure data and verify the authenticity of messages. But even though cryptography has evolved quite a bit from its ancient roots, the main purpose has really always been the same. And that's to ensure the confidentiality, integrity, and authenticity of information. So that's kind of broadly speaking what cryptography is. And it's a pretty intricate topic. But what I want to do is I want to introduce the concept and also talk about its role in Bitcoin. And so now moving to Bitcoin, the role that cryptography plays is it's essentially the backbone of Bitcoin. And what that means is it provides the means by which Bitcoin's security, privacy, and decentralized nature are maintained. There's a lot of elements where cryptography comes into play when it comes to Bitcoin. And that's actually something I will discuss in future episodes as we go into more specifics. So, for example, when I talk about transactions, when I talk about mining and 
So for this episode, I kind of just want to keep it more high level. I just want to, you know, inform that cryptography is what, you know, provides kind of this backbone for Bitcoin to, you know, be the technology that it is. And for those interested, when I dive into, you know, more detail in future episodes, we will dive into the exact role that cryptography plays and how it actually, you know, connects to the different areas of Bitcoin. But for now, that's kind of just what I want to get at is that it's a way of encoding and decoding information and it creates and serves as a backbone for Bitcoin. Now, moving to the third horseman or the third pillar of Bitcoin, which is decentralization. And we've actually talked about this in the first episode. I talked about it also when I was explaining blockchain technology. But the decentralization aspect of Bitcoin is one of the most important aspects of the system and what makes it so valuable. Again, going back to the earlier episode where I discussed the removal of middlemen and how the internet brought about this innovation where we no longer oftentimes had to rely on the middlemen to help us with certain things, whether that be YouTube, which removed a lot of you know production companies and cable channels, which used to monopolize the way that people saw videos and saw content. That's something, an innovation that, for example, YouTube did that removed the middlemen. And Bitcoin, you know, one of the key fundamental innovations of it is that it removes the middlemen when it comes to money, when it comes to transactions. And that's a huge, huge, huge innovation. But the only way that it is able to do this or the key points in it being able to remove the middlemen when it comes to transactions is through its decentralized nature. And what that means is that Bitcoin's blockchain, as we talked earlier, is distributed on a peer-to-peer network, meaning that it functions without a central server or authority overseeing transactions. In this decentralized system, individual users, which in this case are known as nodes, communicate directly with each other to transmit information and validate transactions. And I will, in the next episode, actually, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to break down the Bitcoin network and discuss, you know, how nodes work, what their purpose is in the network, even how you can run a node yourself like I do. But that's what allows Bitcoin to be decentralized, is the fact that the digital ledger or the blockchain is distributed amongst participants in a peer-to-peer network across the world and so that's a fundamental innovation that allowed us to remove the middlemen when it comes to transactions and that's also the main point that i want you to understand for right now when it comes to decentralization is that it plays a very important role in bitcoin and allowing us to remove the middlemen when it comes to transactions and money finally the last horseman or the fourth horseman or pillar if you will that i want to talk about is bitcoin mining 
Now, this is probably one of the most complex ones, and another dedicated episode will be made for this to discuss how Bitcoin mining works, because I assume when most people think of mining, they think of physical mining, you know, such as mining for precious metals or what have you. Mining is typically something that is found in the physical realm rather than the digital realm. But through the advent of blockchain technology and Bitcoin, now there is also mining in the digital realm. (laughs) But mining in the digital realm looks a bit different than in the physical realm. And how I'll explain it is I'll explain it like this. In Bitcoin, mining, it's, it's, it can be seen as like a special lottery that happens every 10 minutes. Now, imagine a bunch of people trying to solve a very complicated math problem. The first person to solve it gets a prize. And in this case, that prize is some brand new Bitcoins and all the small transaction fees from people who sent Bitcoins during that 10 minute period. Now, after that problem is solved, after the person, or in this case, machine, who solves the problem, everyone agrees that the transactions during that time are confirmed and then adds them to the long list of previous transactions, which in this case is called the blockchain. Now, why is this important? And the process of Bitcoin mining is important because it makes sure that everyone agrees on the order of transactions, which keeps everything fair and secure. Because solving this you know, math problem is hard and requires a lot of computing power, it means that faking transactions or messing with the blockchain is nearly impossible. So mining keeps Bitcoin safe and ensures that everyone agrees on the transaction history. And Bitcoin mining is truly a fascinating topic because there's, of course, a lot more intricacies involved when it comes to Bitcoin mining. It's not as simple as a bunch of people sitting in a room trying to solve a math problem and the first person who solves it gets a reward, but that's a good way to view it, you know, especially as a broad overview because that is essentially what it is, but it's more complicated and intricate in the sense that it's not people trying to solve this problem. It's specialized hardware and computing power that is trying to solve this problem but it does occur roughly every 10 minutes. It mints or mines new blocks. And then because of that, also new Bitcoin are brought into circulation because the miner who solves this problem gets rewarded in new Bitcoin and the proceeds from the transaction fees. So it's, again, kind of a backbone of Bitcoin that one, secures a network where everybody agrees on the state of transaction. It introduces new blocks to the blockchain and it also adds new Bitcoin into circulation. And it's a really fascinating topic, as I mentioned. It's going to be another episode that will delve into the different aspects of it, such as, for example, what proof of work is, 
what is the difficulty adjustment, what happens to the Bitcoin once they are, you know, mined into circulation and all that stuff, because it's good to know. But I, again, I want to keep this overview broad for those interested, because maybe not everybody is interested into diving into the full intricacies of what Bitcoin mining is. But that's an overview. It's a really, really cool and important system in Bitcoin and really serves as this backbone to keeping it secure and building the blockchain. So that about covers the four horsemen or the four pillars in Bitcoin. That is blockchain technology, cryptography, decentralization and mining. And my goal with this episode was to provide a broad overview of how these work. Because if I think I think if I went into the intricacies of how each technology worked, then this could easily be a four-hour podcast. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to provide information for those interested and a beginner accessible information for those interested on what the exact technology is that underlies Bitcoin and how it works. And I hope that I was able to do that for the peer-to-peer network, which the decentralization aspect is, and mining. There will actually be separate episodes because those are you know, very important to dive into in more detail and, and are actually fascinating in, in how they work. Um, but blockchain technology, once you understand the concept, you will see it you know, how it comes into play in the different areas of Bitcoin. And similarly with cryptography, again, once I go into the details more on the different, you know, aspects of Bitcoin, then those two themes will also reappear. But I wanted to provide a general overview of these four horsemen or four pillars to give you a good understanding of just the fundamental concepts that you need to know. And so through this episode, I was I hope that I was able to do that. I hope it all made sense. Um, you know, you can reach out to me at any time with any questions that I would be glad to answer. But yeah, let's keep trekking on this digital journey, this digital rabbit hole. There's so many fascinating layers to unlock, so many fascinating aspects of Bitcoin that I hope you will stay tuned with me and stay curious to learn more. So with that, I will close this episode. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen and until next time.